TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to the AM edition of Driving with DeMarco. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me on social media at Chairshot Greg. Driving with DeMarco is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which is brought to you by thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. You can find thechairshot.com online, of course, at thechairshot.com. That's a little repetitive, and I apologize there. You can also find it on social media at thechairshot.com. So if you can't stand my takes and you find me utterly annoying, I don't know why you're listening, but people hate listen just like they hate watch WWE, and, and you don't want to be bothered with what I have to say on social media, first of all, why not? Like, I'm smart, and so you should want to hear what I have to say. But it's a free world. I'm pro-choice in all areas of life. That's not a political statement. That's a life. I'm also pro-consequences, by the way, just to throw that out there. But... If you don't want to follow me, you can go to at thechairshot.com. Still get every bit of content from thechairshot.com on your Twitter feed and not have to deal with my brilliant, insightful takes on social media as well. Look, I have a habit of getting to arguments with people, so I understand why you may want to help <coughs> Excuse me. I had to sneeze. That's the first time I've sneezed during Driving with DeMarco. <coughs> That's the second time I've sneezed during Driving with DeMarco. I usually sneeze in... in twos and threes so we'll see if number three comes next but again we're driving the car man we're on the interstate uh, I do get into arguments with people um, because I'm very passionate and so I'm trying to cut back on that I'm not succeeding in that <coughs> sneeze number three we're going to do a sneeze counter here on driving with DeMarco maybe need to close the vents I don't know but uh, I, I, I'm trying to cut back on that trying to be better about that on social media it comes from a good place but it doesn't always end up in a good place and I recognize that so anyway that's at thechairshot.com to follow the website on social media and of course if you're supporting us with our eyeballs we appreciate it with your ears we appreciate it with your shares we definitely appreciate it share everything you can on social media we also love when you support us with your dollars because it does help the website but it's not just a freebie where you're giving us money for nothing. You can get great merchandise from ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and still support our movement, what we're doing here at the chair shot. And you do that by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick your favorite shirt and be a part of that movement. I was yesterday, I was wearing my brand new chair shot alternate logo shirt. Got myself the soft style shirt for the very first time. Thanks to hashtag Miranda. She is the queen of soft style. Now I am part of the soft style army. Thanks to that. My next group of shirts that are coming in, all soft style. I've been converted. And, and, and you know, once you go soft, 
you never go back. Well, we got to come up with something for that. I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll come up with something for that. The sneeze counter is officially at three, so we'll see how that goes moving forward. But ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your very own shirt. It is Thursday morning. It's a beautiful Thursday morning. It's starting to heat up here in Phoenix, Arizona. I am on the work commute on the way to work. We'll be there shortly, but wanted to spend some time with you. Got a lot of thoughts. Uh, I didn't do a PM edition yesterday because I was listening to the John Moxley interview to prepare for last night's Greg DeMarco show with Patrick O'Dowd and Miranda Morales. Please give that a listen. It'll be up on the website later today. It's already been fed through to your podcast feeds through iTunes, Podbean, however you listen. Um, it's a lot of great perspective on on that. And I'm going to save anything else for, um, you know, any, any further comment for another edition of Driving with DeMarco uh, because I don't want to be repetitive. And so I'm going to, I'm going to table that for now, but I don't want to just ignore it. I know it's out there. I know people are listening. Go listen to the Greg DeMarco show. You'll get a ton of perspective from all three of us there. We'll talk about that one more in this format probably as well. But I want to shift gears a little bit back towards WWE because there's a lot of focus and a lot of attention being given to so many different topics in the world of wrestling right now. But there's one that we're not focusing enough on, uh, and it's a big one. It's a really big one, and it's one that people were basically begging for. And now that we have it, we we are in a situation where we're not really uh, loving it as much as we should, I guess, in my opinion. And I just think it's, it's not even lost in the shuffle. I think it's because we're not so quick to point out the good things in wrestling. And there's a really great thing going on, and I think we should support it a little bit more, throw some more love behind it. And it's a very simple, simple phrase that I'm going to open with, and then we'll talk more about it. Kofi Kingston is a hell of a world champion. Kofi Kingston's run as WWE champion has been great. Like, if you look at what they're doing with Kofi Kingston, I am what, what you would call pleasantly surprised. I think a lot of people were worried because, and I've said this, I even said this in this format, sometimes in, in wrestling, the story is in the, the journey and, and the story is in the chase. And when you get to the destination, the story's over. I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. I'll give you two great examples. The first one is a little less prevalent, but you got to go back to 2006, Ring of Honor. So, so Daniel Bryan at the time was Bryan Danielson. Um, I believe it was August of 2005. He captures the Ring of Honor World Championship. Finally, everybody's been beg- begging for this to happen. It happens. Returns to the company. Becomes world champion. <laughs> holds the belt all the way until the end of 2006. Hell of a title run. Great matches. I mean, he did so many amazing things with that company. During that time, Homicide was built up as kind of the opposite of Daniel Bryan. He had some good feuds with Steve Carino, Cole Cabana, and others. He ended up being the savior of Ring of Honor in their feud with CZW. And he was built to become the Ring of Honor World Champion. And at Final Battle 2006, it happened. He beat Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, to become the Ring of Honor World Champion. He had a handful of title defenses. I think he defended against uh, Bryan Kendrick, um, Spanky at the time. Probably, I know he defended against James Gibson. Of course, Jamie Noble. I may be wrong about the Kendrick one. I don't know. I gotta go back and look. Then he lost. He lost after like two or three title defenses to Takeshi Morishima, who came in from Japan and out of nowhere beats Homicide and becomes the Ring of Honor World Champion. And and his reign was, you know, quote unquote, cut short. 
But there wasn't really any money in Homicide's reign. The money was in Homicide's chase. So once, once he won the belt, the story was over. And it was time for a new story. And that story wasn't Homicide as a fighting world champion. It just wasn't there. Fast forward to 2014. Uh, we'll, we'll back it up a little bit to August 2013. WWE begins the build of Daniel Bryan to WrestleMania 30. Now, I'm not here to argue know whether or not that was a plan all along it was but we're not going to sit here and argue that they build all the way through Daniel Bryan goes on this roller coaster ride of emotions ups and downs and downs and ups and it's all over the place and he wins the the you know at that point unified world championship the WWE championship and the world heavyweight championship <laughs> after that he, he's you know cutting emotional promos he has a big match with Kane and then he's out. He's out with injury, and he eventually has to relinquish the world championship. Now, his title reign, since he, he won the belt, was kind of lackluster. He was feuding with Kane. There weren't a ton of prospects for him to face that were really going to be WWE-esque, you know, championship opponents for Daniel Bryan. And he ended up having to relinquish the belt due to injury. Now, at SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar destroyed John Cena and became you know, that, that WWE champion. And here's the thing. That would have been Daniel Bryan. Brock Lesnar would have crushed the spirit of Daniel Bryan, and everyone would have had to see, you know, everyone would have been upset by that, and that would have been the, the start of the reign of Brock Lesnar. Instead, it happened with John Cena. And what's really interesting about this, first of all, is that both these examples involve Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. But for, for Daniel Bryan, there was nothing they could do that topped his run towards WrestleMania 30. And had he remained champion all the, all the way through to SummerSlam, some people would have thought it was becoming stale because it was just so much of an emotional high that when he won the belt, that was it. You couldn't beat it. And that was my concern with Kofi Kingston. I was concerned that once Kofi won the title, the answer to the, to the question of then what was going to become difficult. And that's one of the biggest challenges in the world of pro wrestling is the then what. Because everybody knows where they want to get, but nobody, and I'm talking about fans now, everyone knows where they want things to go, but they don't know where they want to go after they get there. All right, No one was like, okay, I can't wait to see what Kofi Kingston does as world champion. They just wanted to see Kofi Kingston win the world championship. When he did, a lot of people thought he would probably lose it in his first big pay-per-view title defense, and I was one of them. Now, he didn't. He beat Kevin Owens, and it was a hell of a match, and they had a great rematch, and that was entertaining as well. But what surprised me, and what is a pleasant surprise and what I'm happy about, is Kofi's been a damn good world champion, and, and the story didn't end with him winning the title. The story has continued, and the story has been very entertaining. Kofi's a fighting champion. Kofi has said, you know, based on some injury and some of the way they played the storyline, he's had to stand on his own a lot more without the New Day. He still comes out with the pancakes, but the promos are less comedic. Kofi's a little more serious. Now, when he cut his last promo on Kevin Owens on SmackDown, he did end with his WWE World. And he did that whole gimmick, and it got over big time, and fans like to see that. But in a lot of ways... Kofi's been more serious. Kofi's been credible. Kofi's been winning. Kofi's been a fighting champion. He's probably a better book champion than Seth Rollins, but you could argue that Kofi needed that more than Seth Rollins. 
but he's, he, he's now someone that, you know, everyone said, you know, he'll probably lose it by the first pay-per-view, definitely by SummerSlam. And I'm starting to think maybe he doesn't lose it by SummerSlam. Maybe Kofi as champion has more legs. And, and, and maybe, you know, it happens until Brock cashes in on him now. And now that Brock discovered that he's got a year, which is a great moment, by the way. Um, but, but I think that, you know, Kofi has been a much better world champion than anybody could have reasonably expected. And I love it because I'm a big fan of Kofi Kingston. Kofi, he's got this 11-year run that he had before he became world champion. And you knew, you knew he was going to win. If you didn't know he was going to win, then I don't know where you are. We all knew he was going to win. He did win. It was an amazing moment. People were crying at WrestleMania because Kofi won the title, and, and it was such such emotion and, and everything else. And I was worried that that was the end of the story, but it wasn't. It's not the end of the story. The story has continued, and the story's been really, really good. And I, I want us, if you're on social media and you listen to this show, and you don't have to give me credit. I'm not doing it for that. But, but tweet. let's tweet about Kofi. Let's tweet about Kofi's title run and how great it's been and how surprised we are that Kofi has been used so well as WWE Champion. Throw some weight behind that because it's a great surprise in 2019, the Kofi Kingston world title run. I love it. I'm excited by it. I want to see more of it. And I'm and I'm excited to see what he can do. Because think about who's on SmackDown for Kofi. Like, Kofi as a fighting champion could believably run a quick TV program with Ali, with Mustafa Ali. That's fine. Kofi could run a multiple pay-per-view program with Andrade very, very easily. Could do that. And that would be highly entertaining. And that's just two examples. Excuse me. Finn Balor is on SmackDown. Finn Balor and Kofi Kingston could have a great series of matches, either on TV or on pay-per-view. And those are just three examples of what you could do with Kofi Kingston. Imagine a non-title match with Aleister Black on SmackDown whenever he wrestles again. It wouldn't shock me if at some point it gets revealed that he was hurt. Either that or just the roster shifting caused him to, to have to wait in the wings a little bit until an opportunity presents itself. Who knows? But the big idea for today is very simple. Recognize the fact that Kofi Kingston is a hell of a world champion. And WWE has done a hell of a job pushing, booking, and promoting Kofi Kingston as a world champion. Uh, for, for a lot of people, I'm not going into you know too much about it, but Kofi becoming world champion was a long time coming. And that's not only a statement about Kofi. That's a statement about a lot of things. And it wasn't just a token run for Kofi at this point. He's proving to be legit. He's proving to be one hell of a world champion. And I'm, I'm so happy to see it. That's going to do it for this AM edition of Driving with DeMarco. My name is Greg DeMarco, at ChairShotGreg on the Twitter. TheChairShot.com is the website, at TheChairShot.com on social media. And ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot is where you can fulfill all of your apparel needs and support the chair shot at the same time. I love you for reading. I love you for listening. I love you for sharing. I love you for buying. We we couldn't do this without your support, so thank you for that. And I will talk to you this afternoon on the PM edition of Driving with DeMarco.